0: Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox
1: Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say
0: goodbye. Buenos noches, amigos, and welcome to another episode of Not Another Socks podcast. I am Jack Webster here with Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau, as always. And we are still locked out, and Dylan T. Pickle is still missing.
2: Dude, free
0: our boy, Dylan
2: T. Pickle. Um, he's missing, man. He, he's probably, uh, I don't know if they've already had it, he's probably like on the back of like milk cartons already. Um, you know, so kids in school are just drinking their chocolate milk at lunch and they just see Dylan T. Pickles mug right on the back of it missing. It's sad. It's really sad. It's unfortunate that this had to happen.
1: It It is sad. Um, free free the pickle. Um, we you, you would say we are in a little bit of a, a, a pickle. <laughs> LOL. Oh, Lol. Well.
0: <laughs> uh, but for those of you who are unaware of the uh, Dylan T. Pickle situation, he is the beloved mascot of our friends over at the Portland Pickles Twitter Mutuals, uh, you know, no free clout, but... Um, Uh, But this case, it does relate to the Red Sox. Dylan was, uh, you know, celebrating the Dominican Republic for David Ortiz's Hall of Fame announcement uh, just a few weeks ago, as, you know, one should, um, you know, if you're able to fly out to the Dominican Republic. And then on his way back, uh, tragically, Dylan was lost from Delta Security and missing for a few weeks just before we're able to... um, uh, actually track him down and finally be delivered back to Portland, Oregon. And then finally, um, once he was, uh, delivered back, he was stolen right off the front porch from a mass bandit where he's still missing today. And, you know, we're really starting to worry about the baseball season at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we could have
2: a baseball season without Dylan T pickle. Um, you know, he really is the face of baseball um, you know, a lot of like a lot of people like to say maybe Shohei Otani, Mike Trout and one of those guys. That's the face of baseball. But really, it is Dylan T. Pickle. And there's there's no other there's no other way about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the 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 nature of the lockout. I mean, this, these are what we've we the, the struggles where the whole country is consumed with a missing uh, pickle mascot. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean it's it it is sad. It is sad. So tell me a little more about the organization. Or what, like,
0: yeah. They're- so they're not actually affiliated with minor league baseball. They're one of those like independent leagues out in uh, Cal uh, California, or sorry, Oregon, I should say. But um, you know, it's a newer league. They've only been around for probably five six years ago, I want to say. But uh, you know, I definitely believe that. Um, They have a chance to not only, you know, win their uh, World Series, essentially, but break into minor league baseball and then eventually win MLB's World Series. If uh, we could have some type of relegation like they do in the English Premier League or something like that, I think they can really work their way up and, you know,
1: become a real major league baseball franchise. Yeah, it's going to be the New York Yankees versus the Portland Pickles in the 2036 World Series. Yeah, Uh, I, Either I that or really, yeah I got the pickles yeah. because I think Brett Gardner will be uh, at that point <laughs> kind of winding his career down right like yeah. thirty six so. he's still he'll he'll be leading off for yeah. the pickles yep <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jack, do you own any Yeah, uh, Aaron Judge will still be on the Yankees and still have not won a World Series by then. So they'll keep, uh, you know, uh, putting them in first place for the ALE's predictions on fan graphs and ESPN <laughs> uh, just to have the same thing happened over and over and over and over again.
2: Yeah, Miguel Andujar An- right. yeah. and might be might be a Portland pickle because the Yankees probably
1: traded him
2: uh, to the yep. pickles. And, you know,
1: yeah. Yep. Every year, I, I, it just the Yankee fans just don't seem to get it. Every year they're like projected to come in first, and every year Yankee fans like get excited about it, and then every year they don't, and it's just great. It really is great, and it's it's just like it's 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 death taxes and <laughs> the Yankees pr- being predicted to come in first and not coming in first. It's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we're actually finally starting to see a rift uh, between Yankees fans here. You know, some of them have actually noticed, like, hey, like, this is, you know, back to the future. I've seen this one before. And uh, they call out, you know, the ones where they say, oh, no, we're going to win the AL East this year, finally. So uh, there's a lot of internal turmoil between Yankees fans right now that, uh, you know, you don't see with the Braves fans or Red Sox fans and certainly not Orioles fans.
1: Yeah, I. uh. I hope that they come to their senses a little bit, you know, with the whole prospect hype machine and, you know, the, the fucking projections and, and, um, I, I mean, it it does seem like maybe they're coming around a little bit like on Twitter, but also though, it's like a couple steps forward and then, you know, like 10 steps back. Cause then you see like everyone trying to break news, like all these Yankee fans, like the Yankee fan accounts are just, that's pure, just straight tyranny. Like what they, what some of those accounts have, like, A holdover with that organization is is wild. Like, that Gary Sanchez fucking RBW or whatever, and he's trying to break the news, and they got ran off Twitter. Like, (laughs) there's so many of those. Grow up.
0: My favorite one uh, recently is uh, the Yankees fans like, oh yeah, like per Clubhouse source, the lockout is ending soon. Meanwhile, like, Jeff Passan's like, no, it's not even close at all, but yep. I'm supposed to, you know, trust some guy with, like, Hoodie Judge as his fucking icon <laughs> on there.
1: Yeah. Fucking, someone knows Aaron Judge's cousin, and they said that the lockout is ending soon, Then they're going to break that story. One of the bigger sports stories in the last 20 years. Some asshole clown on Twitter is going to break that. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yo, my cousin knows Aaron Judge. I seen him at Cat's Deli the other day.
1: Cat's Deli is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, never been. Never been. Awesome. You got to go. You have to go. I'm no
0: advertisements.
1: I'm very hungover. Not... Yes. Hung city right now
0: yeah. <laughs> Matt LeBeau and uh, no matter when you're listening to this podcast um, Matt LeBeau is still going to be hung over oh.
2: <laughs> every episode from now on he's just going to be hung over it's a continuation um, oh, and that's that's what it is you know it's unfortunate but yeah. he's battling through this, this is his Jordan flu game
1: yeah this is this is <laughs> tough
2: this people is are going to be talking about this you know 15 years from now
1: Oh, I remember
2: when Matt LeBeau was hung over and he still did episode 16 of NASP?
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, he
0: is um, still continuing off that high of winning the Red Sox all time draft. That's what's uh, really motivating him. Yeah, we've been out partying
1: and be mostly on time today. It's time to party. (laughs) We've been we've been out partying, you know, for the past few days, just with the parade and everything, because we won the the uh, draft championship. You know, my team took it home. Um, yep. I want to thank everyone that voted for me to make this this possible. Um, <clears throat> Jack had a very good team, had some stiff competition. Matt, your, <clears throat> your team was average at best, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Doug Mirabelli was an you're interesting being choice. you like a
0: very mom right now where it's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be say this in the nicest way possible. But yeah. uh, I think numbers are going to speak for itself here. So we had 43 total votes. And I'm assuming all three of us voted for our own teams as well. So really, yeah. we had 40 votes. Um, so LeBeau, you won with 44%. Uh, and then coming in second with 37% was me. Um, and then Galveo, you got a whopping 19%. And um, I have to ask, um, how many burners did you have to make to even get to that? <laughs>
2: yeah i don't know who else voted for me other than myself um but whoever did vote for me thanks um you know maybe that's a good idea to start uh creating a few few burner accounts that that would have been a good idea jack i should have come up with that and uh maybe i would have got my numbers a little bit higher but um yeah i know yes stop the count right
1: um i think that was up it's an opinion yeah. based. It's an opinion based thing. So, like a lot of what comes down to is like likability. Like right. you know, Galveo's team had a lot of um, had a lot of likable guys. You know, yeah, Oval. right
2: I was going more for the grit. You know, the like the locker room guys. You know, yeah, um, that you know Doug Mirabelli. Everybody loves Doug Mirabelli. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's how there, how could there, not, you could,
1: but you could arguably say that there are two catchers on the Red Sox that are better <laughs> than Doug, than Mirabelli, Doug had, Mirabelli had a better career that are on the Red Sox right now. Little alone... Right let alone historical catchers but again sandy, it was all went with sandy leone yeah <laughs> sandy leone yeah.
0: yeah maybe uh, kelly shopick almost traded for jacob de yeah yeah right yeah.
2: i think laboe's team had a lot of um guys that you know people grew up watching you know the mannies yeah. you know all you know those those kind of guys um
1: jack had the jack had the like the um like the oh seven oh eight oh nine, like a lot of those guys, like that. Yeah, Jack had a lot of those. Like my
0: team was very gritty. I'm, I'm gonna give it that.
1: Yeah, my team wasn't. My team had a lot of asshole personalities. Actually, I have a very unlikable team, personality wise. Like a lot of guys that the media didn't like, like Ted Williams, Roger Clemens, Manny, you know, yep. Babe Ruth. Like these are guys that they're they're they weren't really well liked by the media. But then you got you know, Jason Veritek and Joe Cronin hauled it all together. The glue. The glue. The glue. Big glue guy. Dan Shaughnessy would have hated your team, Lebeau. He would have. He would have hated it. Yeah. I picked the anti Shaughnessy team. Yeah. And that's probably why you won. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but uh, no, it it was good. I um I think uh, you know, obviously shout out to all the people who voted. Um, you know, Matt Lebeau is 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 king here. Um, he next. was going to have the Burger King crown, but we weren't able to make that happen for this episode unfortunately, but yeah. Maybe, maybe uh,
1: next I, time. I was going to go to Burger King this morning, um, but <laughs> it's snowing out. So
2: Well, you I, wanted that Burger King breakfast.
1: I, the Burger yeah. King breakfast, I I've, I've had it once, but the the tough part is with Burger King breakfast is 9 times out of 10 to get to a Burger King, you have to pass a McDonald's. Right. Or the McDonald's is like maybe an extra like 60 to 120 seconds past the the Burger King, but one or the other. So there's a 90% chance that a McDonald's is just as convenient as a Burger King. And with that in mind, there would be really no reason to ever go to Burger King for breakfast because McDonald's breakfast is truly the greatest thing in the planet, on the planet, Um, and it's, it's, it's a gift from the gods. Especially if you're hungover. Oh, it's a fantastic hungover
2: slapping I, on a nice, you know, bacon, egg, and cheese.
1: Oh. A little McMuffin, maybe. Oh, no. It's McDonald's Hash browns, McDonald's breakfast, absolutely fucks. And their coffee's pretty good, too. Do they still do it all day? I don't know. I know. I, I mean, some don't. I think they I stopped doing that because
0: yeah, it just got annoying. Yeah. Now, I, I really just want a Big Mac at, like, 730 in the morning sometimes, <laughs> so I think they should have all day lunch and dinner as well
1: to be honest that, that is that is a fair point when I'm hungover, sometimes it's not necessarily breakfast food that I want sometimes I just want like a burger you know yeah. lunch food or yeah yeah or like leftovers from the, the next day like maybe like a little little pasta or something like that hungover yeah. in the morning it's 10 30. you know you're not it's not too early it's not too late you're hungover you're hungry something like that's good but yeah I just fucking magooed a breakfast burrito from Whole Foods, and it was actually oh, really, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. it was actually fire. Like they have them like all set up there, like in the foil. Absolutely crushed it. Magood it. it. Didn't stand a chance. And then I fucking absolutely laundered this 32 ounce <laughs> orange juice. Some pulp too. Fucking some, some pulp. pulp. <laughs> yep. Well, this isn't even categorized as, as some pulp. I'll I'll, I'll show you. It's it, it's just it's just a fresh squeezed. Oh, wow. Yeah, Is that so a little a fresh Whole Foods squeeze action, Johnny. too? Yeah, Whole Foods, fresh squeeze Johnny. This from, morning? Did they squeeze it this morning? They, they squeezed it. No. Nope. Wow. No added sugar. Fucking fire. Absolutely magood it. Good night. See ya. See you uh-huh. tomorrow, dude. God damn.
0: But that, that does remind me. Sometimes, you know, when you are looking for that, um, you know, like 1030, you're kind of just crawling out of bed. Taco Bell does serve its full Ooh, I was just o'clock. about to say Hoover.
2: that, Jack. You Jack yep. is a big time, uh, not only a Taco Bell breakfast guy, but you are just a Taco Bell guy in general.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, honestly, I probably go more for their breakfast than like lunch or dinner anytime because, you know, sometimes it, the, the craving calls. You just need to ring that bell.
1: Right. Uh, you got to ring the bell. And I think we can all somewhat agree or come close to agreeing on the, uh, the tier, like, for the most popular fast food chains, I think in some order, it's Taco Bell, McDonald's, and Wendy's. Probably are the three best ones. Oh, yeah. Like, everything if else. If you're is... in the
0: South, Chick-fil-A.
1: Well, so so I agree. I think Chick-fil-A would be above those on my list. But I don't put them in the same tier. Like, I think they're different. I put Chick-fil-A more in a category of, like, five guys, you know? Like, yeah, I get that. Like, it's not, like, fast food, like, fast, fast food. Like, greasy, like, wicked corporate you know what i'm talking about yeah
2: it's like a it's like a fancy it's like a step above
1: upscale fast fast yeah right they're
0: they're too nice like i need a little sass from the fucking burger king (laughs) worker to know how terrible my life is (laughs) no i need that judgment from them in order to actually you know motivate myself to never go back to a burger king
2: you need that look from like the the taco bell employee at like 8 a.m that's like what the hell is this guy doing
0: here right
1: now bad life. well yeah. that's the thing with chick-fil-a like when you order a lot of food there like you have someone who maybe has a college degree judging you yeah and like you're like i, I don't and, and i don't i don't have a college degree personally so i'm not judging anyone that doesn't but like when you go to with burger king or mcdonald's like you know that person's not judging you like right. they're in that again no offense to anyone that works in those but they're just you know they're they're just in that position because that's what they can do at that time right and you know they're not judging you if you get fucking 16 tacos like they're gonna be like all right just give them a 16 taco yeah right
2: <laughs> but I, I used to work at a burger king in during in high school
1: yeah it's like a lot of kids you know yeah. kids yeah. or maybe people who had some bad luck or whatever dude i used
2: to munch on nuggets during my shift dude
1: yeah
0: no
2: Their nuggets are like
0: pigeon meat, though. Yeah,
2: they're terrible. (laughs) They're terrible. Um, Wouldn't recommend eating that. Um, Yeah. yeah. No, wouldn't do it. The the one, I think, um, one place that's got just awful food is Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah. Their
1: breakfast
0: yeah, food that, is the worst. That's universally agreed yeah. upon, but sometimes, you know, it's just necessary.
1: It is, absolutely. Sometimes you're forced to eat one of those fucking wake-up rounds Oh, those are the worst. Like, dude, I swear to God, their bagels are half cardboard. Like, actually. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't...
0: Just... Yeah, I, you wonder how much sawdust they have to use in order to actually, like, fill them up <laughs> to that right. degree. Exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> Everything like they just bagel. go right down to the old mill and you know just pick up some old rusty <laughs> buckets of it and you know just kind of mix it in with all the wheat and everything because it's way thicker than a bagel should be <laughs> yeah. as well so oh, yeah. it, it really is not easy to eat a lot of the time Anyways, oh. like you can you go to starbucks and at least that's like a real bagel you know where you can actually put the cream cheese on it and you use it with one bite instead of, like, feeling like I'm unhinging my jaw like a snake trying to eat a fucking, like, armadillo or some type yeah. of shit.
1: <laughs> no, seriously. I wonder, like, at, down at the sawdust mill, like, how much sawdust they have allocated for Dunkin'. Like, they're just, like, hey, where's this one going? Oh, that's going to Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts needs that for the bagels. Put that aside, guys.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Garrett Cole's probably working at that mill. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. well, he works at the mill over like the midnight shift, and then he goes right to the Dunkin' Donuts um, to <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, actually feed his family, his newborn child. He has to do it some way because, uh, you know, the uh, $324 million contract is really not working out for him. So he has to pick up some extra offseason yep. shifts, especially since he's currently unemployed, uh, like yep. that freeloader. Yep. Yeah.
2: I feel like back, back in the day, Babe Ruth probably worked at the mill, too. Then he, yeah. then he went to the Dunkin' Donuts and showed the kids how to make a frosted a chocolate frosted donut.
1: <laughs>
2: He's doing it all wrong. <laughs> yes. Then he lights um, the Dunkin' Donuts on fire.
1: So th- <laughs> this is kind of a good segue back into the lockout. Do you yeah. think that, like, because you said Garrett Cole's technically unemployed, like, is he technically unemployed? Are are MLB players technically unemployed right now, or like they're they-
0: they're locked out of their jobs? So I mean, like, um, they're technically free to sign and overseas, but you know, no player is actually going to end up doing that. But you know, the team can't tell them to do or not do anything. So they're a free man, and they're te- they only get paid during the season for each game that they play. Right. So they're not getting paid by the team either. So you he's uh you know can do whatever he wants
1: let me ask you this could could an mlb player not they would want to or need to to go through the trouble but could they theoretically collect unemployment like from the government government? yeah good question um you know that would be hilarious (laughs)
0: like you know i think um I think if anybody needs to start doing it, it's Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. But, uh, you know, they they might actually end up making off better uh, by not having the respectful jobs. But um, I don't I don't know. Like the government's weird. Like, I I mean, it was great when we all got like that extra six hundred dollars to sit on our asses and do nothing. But, you know, I think uh, they're trying to get people back into the workforce now. Imagine Charlie like, Baker might be the mediator uh, for these uh, negotiation talks at
1: this point. We're so fucked if that's the case. Um, what I was gonna say was, imagine like getting an unemployment claim from like Xander Bogarts and like having to process that. Like you work for the state of Massachusetts, Xander Bogarts paying a fucking four hundred and twelve dollars a week. <laughs> like that's fucking hilarious to me.
2: Shout out Xander Bo- Bogarts, yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like he wouldn't, but like, who's the most likely guy on the team to collect unemployment?
1: Oh man, um, Ploiecki or something. I feel like Ploiecki I was gonna say is probably like, like,
0: like Darwin's in Hernandez,
1: yeah. Oh, oh, you mean like off of money, yeah. I mean, yeah, for some guys, I know, like, obviously, seven hundred thousand dollars is a lot, right? But if you are making that and you're not making any money. And you want to have like some income? I mean, you could you could get the extra four hundred a week. You know, keep keep some of the lights on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Darwin Hernandez is a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Um, well, Darwin's isn't gonna be fucking working a stop and shop next year anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah, be bagging groceries.
1: Yeah,
0: I can't wait until he like goes to the Orioles and like you know that does absolutely nothing. And then, you know, we see him in the KBO and, um, then, yep. you know, basically the same track as, uh, uh, Jason Dominguez, but you know, he actually makes the major leagues.
2: Yeah. You think, um, Henry Owens is collecting unemployment. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he, he should be. No, he's gonna be working at fucking Dunkin' with Gary Sheffield Jr. in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bold of you to assume Gary Sheffield Jr. would ever get a
1: real job. I know he wouldn't, but he he, he like if his dad wasn't Gary Sheffield, he would be literally making coffees right now. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, that is so true though. He's just a founding member of the Lucky Sperm Club. That's it. He's just. Just fucking lucky sperm. That's all.
0: You know, I I sometimes wish I was a lucky sperm.
1: Yeah, I was not.
0: Yeah. Now I'm on this Red Sox podcast.
1: (laughs) You were. You have
0: smoked that shit.
1: (laughs) You were.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's like that meme I saw the other day. It's like I, uh, um, I shouldn't have smoked that shit and ate gabagool. Now I'm on the (laughs) Sopranos. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, shouldn't have drank that uh, some pulp orange juice, Lebo.
1: Yeah,
0: I shouldn't have had that Burger King breakfast. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm on a I'm on a big time orange juice kick. Not to get back on breakfast or food because this is a baseball podcast. But yeah, I'm on a big time orange juice kick. Fucking love it. It's good,
0: man. The the adults that prefer apple juice are psychopaths.
1: Yeah. You're just a child if you do that. Yeah. Apple juice is is not bad. I'm not like an apple juice hater. Like there's I'm not a hater a, either. Right. No, I, I didn't think you were. Um, but I th- <laughs> there's a large contingent of adults that like shame apple juice. Like I don't shame it, but if I have a, a choice between orange apple or like maybe like pineapple or like, you know, orange mango or something, apple's probably gonna be the last on my list. That's all.
2: You're 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 yeah. a big cranberry juice guy,
1: Lebo. I feel like uh, it's all right. Cranberry juice is all right. I like cranberry with with other stuff. Yeah. Like I like cranberry in like a like a nice little maybe like a mocktail. Yeah. Maybe like like half cran, half seltzer, right in your face. You know. Okay. Yeah, you got to
0: protect yourself from that UTI as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. UTIs. Not good.
0: Yeah. Not good. Confirmed.
1: So what else do uh, there, we got? There
2: was a there was a tweet that Evan uh, that I um, was talking to uh, you know uh, Jack about before we started recording. It was from uh, Evan Drellick. Um and it was about the MLB arguing for minor leaguers to stay unpaid throughout spring training, hmm. which was which uh, was weird. Um, there was a quote, um, you know, that from from the league saying uh, it's the players that obtain the greater benefit from the training opportunities that they are afforded than the clubs um, who actually just incur the cost of having to provide that training. So I was from the league about the uh, not paying the minor leaguers during spring training.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just like some the whole bets. unpaid internship like debate. Like, you know, some places just really uh, – overutilized that beyond the point of where it was meant to be and that's kind of where mlb is at right now where you know it'd be one thing if they paid you know minor leaguers a living wage throughout the regular season uh which they barely do in a lot of cases but you know to add on you know basically an extra month or two months uh really if you show up early of you know not getting paid and you know having to uh work out every day and you know uh lived down in a new area for just a few months that can get really expensive for you know a lot of guys that have not gotten like a uh, signing bonus or you know guys coming over from overseas just trying to you know really struggle and make it through
1: yeah no it can definitely be a, a big expense i mean especially if you're you know have like family members that you're trying to bring or trying to live somewhere like not you know, in like housing that the club provides, like maybe you want to rent an apartment or, whatever. I mean, or you don't want to live in a hotel. Um, maybe you have a kid, whatever. Who knows? I don't know. But no, it definitely is expensive. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of torn on the whole like minor league players getting paid more thing. Like, no, no one's asking you to play baseball. I mean, you're just playing baseball. Like, we worked in minor league sports. We got paid shit. You know, we did stuff for free. Um, made pretty much a a bad wage for a long time and i mean no one asked us to do that you 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 do it because you want to do it um but i mean paying them more wouldn't hurt or at least paying them for spring training for showing up i think is a good idea i don't see any reason why they shouldn't be yeah i mean if you're doing
0: work you should get paid that's just my opinion at the end of the day right it makes sense no
1: yeah right
0: and i mean it's also you know multi-billion dollar organization like they're being a little scapes about it at times yeah of course well that's greed
2: that's the mlb that's, that's baseball Brock Manfred. that's uh, baseball
0: uh we did actually get a few minor league signings over the last uh you know week or two here with the uh, red sox so actually like you know some decent names coming in uh you know it's a kind of that time of year where the Red Sox are the ones actually announcing it on Twitter and not like, you know, Jeff Patson or even like Chris Cotillo or anybody. So, uh, the first guy that we got here is, you know, I had it up, uh, Ronald D. Baldwin, who was already in our system here. So we re signed him. Uh, catcher, you know. Uh, mostly a defensive guy, played down in double-A last year. You know, uh, always good to have depth, especially at that position. But, you know, I don't think anybody's really um, uh, losing their mind over this signing.
1: Nope. Next. Yep. <laughs> yeah, next. Fuck, I almost fell asleep when you're trying to say the name. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You're doing great. Uh, right. The next
0: guy um, who I actually have some familiarity with, is um, uh, Roberto Ramos, who played over with the LG Twins in the KBL. So um, wow. he's you know, a little older, played in the Colorado system before he got released. But he hit uh, 38 home runs in uh, 2020 for the LG Twins, who lost to the NC Dinos in the championship. So I'm just going to you know have to throw that out there again. Um, but struggled a little bit last year and just about 50 games or so. So, you know, solid depth piece, uh, plays first base, DH type. So, you know, you never know who might uh, end up coming up uh, uh, this season, just depending on, you know, different uh, injuries or different uh, production levels, especially, you know, kind of at first base where it's a little volatile with uh, Bobby Dahlbeck.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, It's always good for organizational depth. And I think we saw that i mean last year more than ever but last year was probably they'll never be in a situation like that again where you have you know fucking johnny douchebag coming in who was just working down at the local star market yeah coming in because you know we had so many players out from covid um and you know and really a, <clears throat> such a crucial point in the season yeah so um the but, COVID, <clears throat> yeah the
2: COVID stuff definitely tested organizational depth for for a lot of teams, but especially the Red Sox, they were in a, a really bad spot, especially that, you know, when when Xander, um, you know, got pulled from that game in Tampa. And then that kind of whole that spiraled out of control. And then you had a, a bunch of guys that were out on on the COVID protocol. And, you know, yeah, it's it definitely tests uh, your depth for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I know it's um it, it's important. Definitely important. Good thing to have. Like I said, next year doesn't seem like that's going to be too much of an issue. Hopefully the you know the the league has um, some looser restrictions and and you know different COVID protocols, um, but who knows? Yeah. So
0: yeah, not really too much to talk about there. Then the last guy who has a little bit of a major league experience is uh, Yolmer Sanchez. Uh, played seven years for the White Sox. Somehow never heard his name before. You know, yeah. the other day, yes. but yeah. <laughs> Uh, second baseman, kind of light hitting, uh, but won a Gold Glove in 2019. So at least you know you're getting some defense out of
1: that. Guy won a a Gold Glove in Major League Baseball. Yep,
0: 2019, played 149 games, hit two home runs, but uh, won a Gold Glove.
2: Who the fuck Jesus is this? Christ, I feel like that's like the that's like one of the first Gold Glovers that like it's you don't. Know, that I don't think
1: a lot of people know of. Dude, I never heard this yeah. fucking clown. <laughs> yeah, <righteous>. no.
0: <laughs> he, he also played on a lot of bad White Sox teams with, like, you know, fucking Adam Eaton and, uh, you know, Drake LaRoche. So, um, you know, good reason why you probably didn't hear a lot about the White Sox for a bit there.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. I guess they're a team that, I mean, I don't really follow them, but I usually know, like, every if you if you play 150 games like I'll I'll know of you, you know, like I'll know of you if you play 150, if, especially if you play him like somewhat well, like you want to go. Yeah, I mean, go it glove. looks like it looks yeah.
2: like 2017, 18 and 19. He played over. At, he played at least 140 games in all those three years for the White Sox. Um, and then Jack, like you mentioned, he won the gold glove in 19. That's all right. Yeah.
0: Hit two sixteen in AAA last year, so you know, okay. um, you kind of know what you're getting out of a guy like that.
1: So he signed Jose Iglesias for second base <laughs> version of Jose Iglesias, basically.
0: Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to get Jose Iglesias back on the deal.
1: Yeah, no, I would take him back absolutely. He he was very very important for the Red Sox last year. Very. Take my no, I mean, pod. He,
0: you got uh, Cora playing him over Christian Arroyo, knowing that uh, Inglasius is not even going to be playing in October. So, and it worked. We, you know, you could honestly say, you know, maybe without Jose Inglasius, we might not have the wild card game at home or
1: have it at, at all because of how well he played down the stretch there. It, are you, <clears throat> excuse me. Are you an Inglasius in guy, or are you saying are you saying or
0: I know it's Iglesias, but I'm probably saying Inglacius. Yeah,
1: yeah, you are, you are, you're be... That's like I, <clears throat> I feel like that's such like an old white man thing. Like they, Inglas. I know, they and Inglasius. i actually
0: like not <laughs> how to pronounce Spanish words. I'm just, you know, kind of like Jerry Remy in a way where like I just with pronounce the, the name like them. this, and you're gonna have to accept
1: just it, just like it. Yeah. He just puts the he, yeah, yeah, he just
2: pronounces the A's as R's,
1: like Naver. Daniel Navar, yep. And Pizza. what do you call what do you call it? Chipotle?
0: <laughs> no, I, I Target, You know I'm what every white lady loves calling Target. Yeah. What are you French? Yeah. For people
2: that don't know, Jack's a big Spanish word of the day guy, so these names should be familiar to him.
1: I know. I know. When uh, when Jose Iglesias was like big time with the Red Sox, and they were you know like he was a starter on the team um they, they wei played like a montage of people calling in talking about jose iglesias and just calling him inglesias like there was so many like old white dudes just being like there's Iglesias, he can't hit <laughs> it was really funny that's what it reminded me of
2: nothing like an old white guy take on 98.5 or ei or no. any yeah. of no, those like
1: they just hit different
0: yep not that anybody listens to the radio anymore, whatever no, that is. Oh, no, no, yeah, right, yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised. Sports radio is still really, really popular.
0: No, it, it is. It is. I, I, I'm aware, but I, I just can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why podcasts exist, because you can actually, like, and that's the thing. Like, for me, I love listening to WEI when they have the Red Sox talk, and I call in, like, quite a bit. But then you turn it on. and Are nine, you nine, Matt 10, from the truck? Are you Matt no. in the truck? Oh, no, I'm Matt in <laughs> Providence. They send me right to the oh, top man. every time. Matt nice. in Providence. Matt in Providence, you're on WEI. What do you got? And it's usually Mutt. And then I mean Are you I, like
2: a are you like a known caller? Like, yeah, like I'm a, they oh, they, yeah. they know
1: you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time known caller. Big big time known caller. For you know, first time, long time. No, not a first no, time. Not time. not anymore. No, no. no. Yep. No. They, they, whenever I call in, like I said, the producer always, like, they, they send you to the top. Like, they must have, like, like a a system where they know, like, who has called before. And, right. like, they yeah. just pick it up. And they say, you know, what's up, Matt? Literally, I swear to God. It's, all yeah, they,
0: it's almost like uh, this new invention. It's called Caller ID. It's revolutionary. And, <laughs> no. I mean, I think, you know, it might be here to stay.
1: Look at this douchebag.
0: <laughs> all right. Hard-o. Yeah. But uh, for those of you who don't know, we uh, record on Sunday and drop on Monday. So uh, we got the big game today, the uh, Puppy Bowl. I think we're all
2: really right. excited for it. Right. Yeah, like we were talking yeah. about, Jack, before uh, we started recording, um, you know, I, we're big team rough guys. Um, yeah. You know, they, they got a shit defense, but their offense is unbelievable. Uh, they got a lot of good weapons. And, um, you know, I think, they're, I think their offense is really going to, you're going to see them flourish today. Um, you know, two bad defenses. Team Fluff's pretty bad as well, so um, it's going to be a shootout. But I think at the end of the day, you know, Team Ruff's probably going to pull it out. You know, they got some, they got some absolute dogs on their team, and um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it.
1: So there, there's actually two teams for the Puppy Bowl. Yeah, it's Team uh, rough and
0: Team Scruff. You scruff. Know, it used to be Team Fluff, but I don't think they uh, did too well this year. You know, they might have gotten uh, regulated, kind of like. Uh, <laughs> the portland pickles uh so i yeah. think you know uh, team scruff being in there it, it creates a little bit of parody but uh team rough is essentially like the early and late 2000s uh patriots where it's just
1: an unstoppable force right so um explain to for for myself and also the listeners that aren't familiar what what, what happens in the Puppy Bowl. honestly i've never i've actually never watched it i <laughs>
0: So it's kind of like football, but with dogs, but, you know, not Airbud style, like it's all dogs. Um, so, yeah. you know, I'm a big Buddyverse guy and it's nice to actually see it in reality here. But basically, you know, they have a lot of assorted toys that they put out. And they have the, you know, the player profile. So that way you can get to know a little bit of the background of each uh, dog that's participating in. Right. And then, you know, if a toy reaches the end zone, that's a touchdown. And, I mean, they have to kick it for an extra point, kind of like in real football. Um, and, you know, it's usually pretty high scoring. You know, the defense is kind of, you know, lackluster. It's almost a little bit more like the pro Bowl than anything. But, right. uh, you know, it's a very entertaining product at the end of the day. And um, they actually protect against CTE.
1: Um, yes so yep. <laughs> to go back you're you're an are you an earbud believer i know you like airbud and you know you're you a big fan but are you are you an earbud believer or are you like a denier and say like this is this is stupid a dog could never catch a 50 well, yard pass
0: <laughs> one of my favorite articles of all time is basically ranking the plausibility of each Airbud movie, and <laughs> this is you know some of check. them are a lot more believable than others because the original Airbud was actually based off of a dog that played basketball. So like that one existed, confirmed. Basically, you know he just took a snoot and like hit the ball up and put it into a basket. You know I don't think he was on a regulation five v five, uh, you know semi pro type of league or a, even a high school league, but um, that one is possible. Uh, the second one, uh, was, um, air bud golden receiver, which is about a dog playing, you know, football, which I think is a little less likely, you know, you, you could have them be a very solid running back, I guess. Like, you know, I, I know personally, uh, Petey, my dog is very hard to catch sometimes, especially when he has a ball. So I think he could really, you know, make a downfield run, but I worry about, you know, sustainability from the injuries of getting tackled by, you know, several men, um, (laughs)
1: I, I, can I just jump in real quick. Just, just yeah. I, I I I thoroughly regret asking you. I, this is Well we got a few more like, movies,
0: so uh. This
1: is like you you are David Ortiz and you just sort of like an inside fastball, <laughs> like down and in. This is right in your wheelhouse and you say, I'm gonna take this four hundred and forty feet to right field. This is the this is the perfect topic of conversation for Jack Webster. <laughs>
0: um yeah then the uh third movie i think it probably has the best name out of all of them it is um golden or uh air bud uh world pup which is the one about soccer and that one seems honestly the most likely like a dog could easily play soccer <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man that is
0: <laughs> Like, honestly, it really doesn't seem too difficult. It actually seems like it would be a lot more entertaining and high scoring if it was played with dogs. So, I think, you know, the MLS should really adopt this airbud style and, you know, really actually get uh, soccer slash football uh, popular in America this way. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yep.
0: So, I really... probably the... Unfortunately, the least plop, uh, probable out of all the Airbud movies is the baseball one, uh, Airbud Bud 7th uh, inning fetch. <laughs> I just really can't see a dog actually having the hand-eye skills to hit a baseball. <laughs> and, um, you know, really the only two uh, positions that they would be able to play is the outfield. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. They can run around. And uh, catch the ball, <laughs> uh, but other than that, I think they had Air Bud playing first <laughs> 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 base.
1: If if we as a civilization like cease to exist, and then like some some form of life discovers our our civilization. And they ever watched Airbud, they were like they'd be like, dude, this this these this group of people was just fucking whack. Like, this is nuts. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Airbud where he quits sports to have his emo phase. Um, I feel like that would be the most plausible. And he's just like outside school just smoking cigarettes. And like
2: drinking forties sp- yeah. and shit.
1: Yeah. yeah. He just spy his life spirals out of control
2: after like a torn ACL or something, and then yeah, yeah. Then he ends up like so, Uncle Rico,
0: yeah, from exactly. Napoleon
2: Dynamite, talking about his heyday so, before he got his injury.
0: I think one thing it, that's actually overlooked about the Air Bud movies is some kid had to be cut in order for a dog to make, it. and they How had to go back you to their to you know, alcoholic father and explain why a dog made the baseball team over them, and you know they never went to Pizza Hut again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no more hot dogs
0: after the Did game. the son. dog
1: make the team? uh imagine, imagine walking in the coach's office and and them saying, "Hey, sit down. Like, I, I got to talk to you. We're we're going with Airbud. I'm sorry, you're off the team." <laughs> what do you mean, coach? It's
0: a dog. Like it's Alex Cora, you know, sitting down. Like, I don't know. Kevin Ploiecki, like, hey, sorry, we're actually going with the Golden Retriever behind the plate.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we feel like Christian's going to catch about 110 games, and then the Golden Retriever will catch, you know, about 50. And really, thank you, Kevin. You've been a great part of the organization. That's, you know, that's it. And,
0: and now you are dancing on your own.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's tough to get another contract or get signed by someone after you get cut because of a dog that's tough yeah tough to come back yeah. from that so you yeah, might say I it's
0: rough
2: <laughs> <laughs> man i really don't know what i would think if i was cut you know over a dog i mean how bad do you have to be
0: you have to be pretty bad
1: is there a hockey earbud? bud
0: there is not. I, I looked it up. There's a volleyball one too. I'm like, I don't remember that one at all. That seems like okay. Like, yeah, a dog could play volleyball, of course. Like, who cares? Um I don't know. I don't know how they would do like the initial oh, wait, serve there because I know it goes in a rotation. It's not that's the one I'm most curious about. But like I feel like, you know, every summer you see a video of like a dog playing volleyball with people and like it's actually, you know, keeping up, so that one, you know, probably on the like scale so, of least uh probable. It's like right next to soccer.
2: <laughs> so there actually is a animal movie playing hockey. It's um it's a monkey that plays hockey. Um yeah. and it's called uh MVP Most Valuable Primate. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's a real movie. It's from Airbud Entertainment.
1: Oh my god, these people oh, are. so it's sh- part of the Buddyverse.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's uh, it's a monkey that plays hockey.
0: <laughs> I guess dude. like they were at least like okay, there's no oh, way a Golden Retriever can play there's hockey. There's
2: also a
0: monkey could.
2: <laughs> there's also a monkey that snowboards, and it's called MXP Most Extreme Primate. <laughs>
1: Dude, at that point they were just like, "We, we need, <laughs> we need someone with hands for this. Like, we need, we need to do the we. We can't have the dog play hockey. It's just, no, th- there's yeah. no way a dog could play hockey. No,
0: but um, no, I mean, you. It- also, after the Air Bud series, there was the Air Buddies, where, you know, it's a bunch of golden retriever puppies. And it looks like they get into a lot of different hijinks here. They searched for treasure. Uh, they went into space. They, uh, you know, investigated a, um, a haunted house. So they're superheroes. I mean, there's a lot of good Air Buddies movies out there in the Buddyverse.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think, like, <clears throat> do you think that's fair to the dog? Like, you, you kind of just got got used for, you know, a bunch of sick Americans entertainment, like, pretending, like, he's just an actor. Like, do you think that's fair? Like, I think he probably just wants to sleep.
0: I don't know. No, he just does it for the love of the game. (laughs) But imagine, like... That's the way teams get around, you know, the salary caps and everything. You don't have to pay a Golden Retriever. You can't even pay a Golden Retriever. So, you know, you might uh, be able to keep Mookie bets if you just have a dog in center field and Mookie and right. Then it really averages out.
2: Well, oh, my God. So, 7th Inning Fetch is on
1: YouTube for free. You can just watch it. 7th <laughs> Inning okay. Fetch. Seventh inning fetch is—that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That is absolutely hilarious. Furthermore, though, how does he catch? Like, does he catch with his mouth? Yeah, I'm assuming.
0: I mean, uh, I'm gonna have to watch the movie, you know, on this fine Sunday night when nothing else is going on. So, right. um, I think you know that's what most people are going to be doing with their uh, Sunday, no, or uh, February thirteenth uh, uh, evening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing really else to watch. So No, okay. seventh, the seventh inning fetch, for sure. You know, just I crush say, that. Out of, like, all the, the probabilities of movies that someone would watch instead of the Super Bowl, like, you know, Godfather being the most likely, I think this one might be the least likely. Some Air Bud seventh inning fetch to watch instead of the Super Bowl. I think there's about a 0% chance anyone <laughs> is watching that movie. All 7 billion right. people on the planet. There's a 0% chance anyone is watching that movie tonight instead of the Super Bowl. But there's there's probably someone watching The Godfather tonight. Just saying. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. For sure.
0: No, uh, wait. <clears throat> yeah, no, but I mean, there uh, should be a good sports ball tonight with the uh, actual Super Bowl with the uh Cincinnati Bengals versus <laughs> the uh Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so, what? I guess if we talk about it, and then what? Uh, you want you want to change? You want to edit it? Well, I don't. What are we doing? I'm sorry.
0: Uh No. So we're just talking about the old sports ball game, like it happened. You know, there's no editing involved. I mean, I know I was really excited when OBJ uh, made ah. the big catch, and you know, <laughs> the crowd started going wild. I, I'm. Uh, really excited with the final score of twenty-three to twenty.
1: <laughs> um yeah, no, I, I thought that um they it was tough. The the they, the Bengals um they uh they and everyone's really excited. So Yeah. Yeah no I'm Either I'm way. really glad
2: that um I'm really glad that um Cooper Cup won MVP. I thought he had a really good year and uh I'm glad to see it uh you know top off with uh with an MVP. Yeah, he deserves it for winning MVP. He was good good player. No, he definitely deserves it. And I
0: can't believe the Gatorade color was
2: blue. Yeah, people people were hammering that color for Gatorade, so I'm I'm glad they uh they ended up winning. Yeah. Commercials <laughs> were funny. Commercials were yeah. very funny.
0: Yeah, my favorite was Doritos. Doritos <laughs> <laughs>
2: Doritos, yeah. Oh, the uh, halftime show. That'll be good.
1: Yeah. It was good, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was really good. I'm I'm glad uh, Snoop Dogg smoked uh, marijuana on stage. That was always good, you know. Yeah, that one we can guarantee. So
1: yeah, we don't yeah. <laughs> need to go back in and edit that one. <laughs> yeah, I can't
0: believe we got that special guest appearance from Tupac's Hologram.
2: <laughs> That's
1: also guaranteed. <laughs> well, yeah, it's
2: it's also guaranteed. R.I.P. uh. Tupac. Yeah, shout out. I think he was a big Sox guy.
1: Well, Lil Wayne is. Little Wayne is. Yeah.
0: Yep. Little Wayne and Stephen King biggest Sox fans known to mankind. same Stephen person. King.
1: That makes a lot of sense because he's like from the area. Lil Wayne, I just don't, I don't know where that came from at all. Like, not you all.
0: don't need a reason.
1: I know, and it's just crazy. Like he actually cares. Like, there's like a if there's a like a big game, like not even the playoffs, like he'll like <laughs> he'll shout him out on Twitter. <laughs> like, oh yeah,
0: like whenever they're facing Shohei Otani, he's like he's dead watching the game. It's crazy, man. You. I think Stephen King even had uh, season tickets, and I don't know if he still does. I feel like we haven't seen him at Fenway in a few years now, but like he used to just be a regular there. Yeah,
2: he's a big. Um, yeah, he's a he's a big Fenway guy. He's usually always at the game, so it'd be kind of it'd be it'd be kind of crazy if we were at a game and, and Stephen King was was there as well. That's um, you know, that'd be kind of cool to to get. We need to get him on the podcast, is what we need
0: to do. Yeah, I was gonna say it'd be really cool to get him on and you know just talk some socks, not even really care about any of the horror
1: side of things, you know.
2: Yeah, was, I mean no know. one really no one really cares about that. You know, he they
1: we just want to get his opinion on on the socks. So I just we we were mentioning my, my book collection last uh last oh, episode, yeah and I actually have his book where he went to every game in 04, and he documented it. <laughs> Stephen called, King. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's called Faithful. Faithful. Yeah.
0: Pretty dope. I think he did the same thing in two thousand seven because I remember
1: him writing a book about it too. Stuart O'nan and Stephen King Chronicle of the Historic 2004 Season. Well,
2: I mean, I guess part of it is a horror book if you're a Yankees fan.
1: Um, yes. so
2: it is pretty on brand for for Stephen King.
1: There is um there's like a a book that he wrote about like this woman that was like lost in the woods and she was just like listening to like, the Red Sox on the radio, like, that was the only thing she would look forward to because, like, her radio worked. It yeah. was really weird. I don't really remember too much of it, but it just stuck out to me. He's a big Sox guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I wish I was just, like, lost in the woods, only being able to listen to the Red Sox games. Like, I don't have to worry about taxes or, you <laughs> know, like, taking out the laundry or anything like that. Just my only worry is, you know... Killing the squirrel for its squirrel meat and then, yeah. uh, you know, listening to the Red Sox.
1: Yep. Yep. Don't have to worry about dishes. Nothing. Or the big bad wolf, yeah. you know, coming to take No hat chickens. man. No hat right. man. No Unless hat man. let take Benadryl and maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, of course I'm bringing Benadryl out into the woods. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: shit. So, what else we got? Uh,
0: Random socks year. Random socks year. Random socks year. I already have it pulled up and ready and everything. <laughs> All right. So. There
2: we go. Fire away, man.
0: Oh, oh man. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to do this one. Okay. So, we're going with uh, 2019 instead. So, pretty recent year, actually. We haven't had really too many of those. So, um, you know, that was kind of an interesting team for sure.
1: Wait. So, what was the first one you got?
0: Uh, the first one was 2012. So, I'm just going to go and skip that one. <laughs>
1: Who, Did we who, already
0: talk about 2012?
1: Who the fuck is geeking out? Oh, yeah, those f- are my it it's
0: Very inconsiderate. Yeah,
1: shut it down. So
0: you don't I want know. to? I would over... never just laugh hardcore.
1: You don't want to go over 2012. We're trying to talk
0: about their over here.
1: You don't want to talk about 2012? I feel like that should be talked about, right? I mean,
0: yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, let's let's go. Let's do the 2012.
1: We cover the it. bad years. We're a Red Sox podcast. We're we're we're, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose our credibility. Yeah, we this is true. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, 2012 was I liked 2012 better than 2019. The reason is because the following year they won a championship. 2012 right. made 2013 possible. 20, 2019 well, did nothing for the organization. Nothing.
0: So. so, I think people forget like how good the actual 2012 team was about like halfway through the season. They're Uh, you know, above 500 in the wild card spot, and then, you know, literally everything should have hit the fan, so, uh, there's a lot to dissect about it, for sure.
1: There is, and, I mean, it kind of started with the whole, like, Bobby Valentine and uke thing, where, like, he called out Uke for, like, not caring, and then Pedroia had Uke back, and then, from that day on, Bobby Valentine lost the clubhouse. He was completely toast. Just done. Um... But that team, nonetheless, was incredibly talented, and they had a lot of good players. They just, they just absolutely—I mean, what a mess that was! What a mess! But they were 500. I mean, I think they were—I think they were sitting at like 41 and 41, right? And then it just kind of the wheels fell off. I
0: remember when Cody Ross hit that walk-off home run against the White Sox, like that put him like three games above 500, and you know, kind of. The division was, you know, all Yankees that year. But, you know, you're still in at least a wild card spot for, you know, until like June, July even.
1: Yeah. No, oh, the Cody Ross, that was against the White Sox. Yep, that was big. That was, big. That was fun. Um, and it just seems like that was such a, a weird year. Like, it just kind of was like piecemeal together. Um, But again, a lot of talent. Crawford was never fully healthy. Gonzalez missed some time. Um, you know, and then I just, was hurt that year too. Yep. Yep. That was his last year, right?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, he, he did get traded at some point in, uh, 2012. Cause he wasn't with the, yeah, he went
2: to, um, he went to the White, the White Sox. Sox. Yep. Yep. And, then, yep. and then the, uh, and then the Yankees for a second too. That
1: didn't happen. No. Yeah. I totally forgot about that.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was only twenty-eight games.
0: Like, how are you gonna tell Kevin Euclid he can't w- have a beard? I know. <laughs> like, you're you're literally telling the best beard in the league that, like, oh no, like, because of our like old ass policies, uh, you know, we can't uh, let you have that.
1: That really is fucked. And then
0: obviously, you know, uh, that mega trade happened the year that year with. Um, uh, Adrian Gonzalez and Josh Beckett and Carl Crawford and, of course, uh, everybody's favorite, Nick Punto. Uh, and who do we even get back? Like, we got, like, Alan Webster, Ruby De La Rosa, and a bunch yep. of other fucking scrubs.
1: Yep. Alan Webster, Ruby De La Rosa. um, Jerry Sands. Yes. Jerry Sands. Yes. Who didn't we then flip to Pittsburgh for Hanrahan and Holt? Wasn't I think he was in the, the Hanrahan train. I,
0: that sounds right. Yeah.
1: Yeah which i mean it's crazy that that hand-in-hand trade was so big and he ended up not working out at all but Brock Holt ended up being like one of the the most likable Red Sox players of all time like that's fucking nuts
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then i i do feel a little bit for Bobby Valentine that year because that team was not going to work under anybody i mean maybe Terry Francona could have made it not worse but like it that team was doomed
1: no, those those players needed like someone really, really like strong and forceful. Honestly, it's crazy, but I think John Farrell was good for the job because he was like a, a powerful figure. Like he he wasn't the best with the players, but he like he he was very like old school, kept them in line. And th- I think those guys just needed that at the time because the kind of the, the pitchers were just running rampant, doing whatever they wanted, and it was just you know. It was tough. So they definitely needed a guy like Farrell. Uh, but no, I felt bad for Valentine a little bit because he was doomed from the start. Just was the worst fit.
0: Yeah. And I think he was only ever supposed to be there for two years. I think 2013 was supposed to be a gap before, you know, John Farrell was a free agent. And, you know, that would have presumably gone over to the Red Sox. Instead, we have to trade Mike as over in order to get him. Yeah. And um, you never really see that with a manager.
1: No, you don't. That's honestly, that's just that was kind of like a ridiculous thing that happened—an interdivision trade for a manager. Like, but that was the Red Sox guy, and they wanted him. And I mean, I think it was—I don't think the Blue Jays were too crazy about him, anyways. You know, yeah, those Blue Jays teams really never ended up
0: doing anything. Like, they had the Bautista home run and the Encarnacion one, but that was really about it. Yep. Yep. But... No, that, uh, what also I remember about that year is like the draft class was just like really good. So that's, was kind of just like a rebuild type of year, you know?
1: The other thing I remember about that year was as the Red Sox season was crumbling and like they were playing meaningless baseball in September, the Paw Sox had an awesome team and they made a great run that year. And they were, they were like in the championship that year. And I remember going, like I I believe they won. I believe they won. I believe they won. I remember going to one of the games. Um, but yeah,
0: I went to one of the games too. <clears throat> the thing I went to, it was my first Paw Sox game when they actually like clinched whatever. So that was really cool to see.
1: Yeah, that was, no, that was, it was fun. That was a nice little run they had. That was the last, um, really that, that was the last time they, they really won anything. Right. That was, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, the last few years of, um, the Paw Sox existence, they were pretty much dog shit every year. But and they had a lot of prospects, but yeah, that was 2012. You know, kind of a, a dark year in Red Sox history for oh, yeah. uh,
1: most people. But well, we got to cover it. We got to cover it.
2: You got to do yeah. it. We keep our integrity. Yep. It's uh, unbiased. Unbiased. <laughs> <laughs> unbiased. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah, I don't know if you guys had any other uh, topics that you wanted to uh, touch upon. Um, you know, before we, before we leave uh, here.
0: Yeah, um, you know, kind of on a more somber note, uh, uh, rest in peace. Jeremy Giambi, obviously a very right. sad situation at uh, just 47 years old. Had some great seasons with the Sox and some other teams on there. So, um, you know, definitely uh, life can be scary like that sometimes. So make yes, sure you so. take care of yourself. That's right. It's really sad. Yeah. Very, very yeah, sad. No.
1: Very young, um, like you said. No, really young. Really, really young. But, you know, that's life. It is what it is. Um yeah, that's I think that's pretty much it. I think that's all we got, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big uh Yeah, big, no, um
0: uh, hopefully we can think of a new cool episode for you guys next week. We're kinda still doing that uh one special, one actual episode kind of thing for, you know, the foreseeable future until we get an actual baseball back. So uh hopefully, you know, it's uh sooner than later.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh enjoy seventh inning fetch uh tonight. Yep. tonight yep yeah
0: really if you can just try to watch all the airbud cinematic universe in one sitting if, you, if you're if you able to
1: yeah i i don't i don't think that should be too much of an issue tonight no 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 i don't think anyone has any plans
2: going on so uh enjoy that for sure
1: all right yeah. all right that's about it we'll see you peace out Peace. See ya.